T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hold your breath. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's gone! And the Eagles win! This is that dream I talked about. They win! He's had this dream before. 61 yards! The longest kick in Eagles history! Well, there you go, Mike Sielski. September 24th, 2017. Eagles 27, Giants 24. Jake Elliott, who had just gotten the job, wins the game. Unbelievable. 007 on the clock. Actually, there was less than that because that was after the pass completion to Alshon Jeffrey. And Jake Elliott crushes the 61-yarder to win the game for the Eagles. Why are we playing that today, Mike Sielski? I think there's a football game tonight, Glenn. Well, there, yes, there is, and it's the Eagles-Giants. And we'll be playing Eagles-Giants highlights all day long to get the fan base pumped up for this thing. But beyond that, Mike, let me run this by you. I think the people need it a little bit. I think the world, and in many respects, the local fan base has lost a little confidence in the Eagles. All season long, this was the best team by a lot in the NFC. If not the entire NFL, no doubt. They were going to the Super Bowl. Then came Chicago. We know a lousy game by offense and defense. The one where Jalen Hurts gets injured. And the two losses with Minshew. And the game against the Giants backups where the Eagles didn't show very little. Did just enough to win. They haven't won the turnover battle in four games. And here we are, Mike. I listen to the station. I go around town. I hang at my local Wawa. By the way, you're never found there. Funny how that uh, works out. And there has been, there's been a loss of confidence. Uh, the coaches don't have it. The game plans don't work. And so I come to you, Mike. I, I don't want to rip people for what they think, and I kind of see why. It's It's been a month since we saw that version of the Eagles. But I disagree, and so the question I start with you is, has this team lost its mojo? I don't think it has, Glenn, and I think – in one of the things you mentioned there, you put your finger on why. It's been a month, more than a month actually, since we've seen this team really as it's going to be tonight. With Jalen Hurts, with the healthy Lane Johnson, uh, with C.J. Gardner-Johnson back in the secondary. Uh, obviously, Avante Maddox being out of the lineup is not good, but that's a loss that you would hope Jonathan Gannon can make up for. But I think that's what is driving so much of the anxiety is this feeling that, well, we haven't really seen the Eagles as the Eagles were when they were great in a long, long time. Uh, I also think that 
we've gotten accustomed here in Philadelphia, if you followed the Eagles for, you know, five years, ten years, to seeing this team not miss a beat when the backup quarterback goes in and in some cases thrive and excel when the backup quarterback goes in. Obviously, Nick Foles. Win the trophy. Right? Win the trophy. Jeff Garcia in 2006. Yeah. A.J. Feely in 2002. And so we forget that when your starting quarterback gets hurt and that starting quarterback is an MVP candidate, the team is going to be worse for it on average. And that's what happened here, too. It's easy to look back at those Cowboys and Saints games and say, yes, the Eagles didn't play well, but they didn't have Jalen Hurts either. And they have him back tonight. And I also think the final factor, and, and obviously I think we're going to get some callers today who probably uh, bring this perspective, is that if you are part of the history of Philadelphia sports, if you've been following it, then you have losses in your mind that weigh on you. You have the 2002 Eagles and the 2011 Phillies and the 2021 Sixers playing the Atlanta Hawks in the second round and the 1996 Flyers who were supposed to win the Stanley Cup it's it's a I don't ru- think you need to recite every heartbreaker in history, <laughs> point, but I understand your point. Yeah, point the, made. Point yes. made. So I you think there's go a lot way of back to 1964 on this one. Well, we don't have to. I wasn't alive then, but you know, okay. you, you you were you know married with two kids at the time. I think <laughs> not, right, not exactly. But yeah, <laughs> second grade. Yeah, but that's all of that plays into it. All of that plays into okay, it. Okay, and very well spoken. I do think that all plays into it. And so before we get into the specifics of the injuries and the exact status of the team, because you kind of hit on something. Um, with you know this this city being heartbreak hotel, and I think that's certainly true. Is it also true that in this town we prefer to be the underdog than the favorite? Oh, absolutely! Were, right, we were more confident when we were tugging on those rubber German Shepherd masks five years ago. Abs- I think that's absolutely true, and I also think the other factor that goes unmentioned here, Glenn, is that the Eagles' opponent, the Giants, are in a market where. Either the favorite or underdog hat gets worn all the time and is part of the narrative of any game, any big game that one of those teams is involved in. Having worked there, I can tell you this, you know, the 2007 Giants are regarded as an underdog team, but yet you have the Yankees and you are New York, and so you're supposed to be bigger and better than everybody else. And so anytime a team does well that's connected to New York, it gets pumped up a little bit, I think. Uh, there are references made to Joe Namath and Eli Manning and Derek Jeter and all of these things, and I think that's playing into it, too. There is a narrative that, okay, the Giants are making another run because this is what New York sports teams do sometimes, and I think that's adding to the anxiety from the Philadelphia end of things, too. Right. For those who don't know, Mike Sielski, currently brilliant columnist, compelling for the Philadelphia Inquirer, was once a sports writer for the Wall Street Journal, which is like being the trophy shiner for the Detroit Lions. Yes. It's an odd job. But anyway. I I have some stories about reader feedback that I could share later that are (laughs) quite interesting. Well, we got you back to town, and it is to our benefit. And so let's go over some of the issues that play into it. By the way, 215-592-9494. Delighted to talk to you today. So we do start with the injuries, right? Because that is the key thing, and that is everybody's biggest worry. And we haven't seen... Lane Johnson, since his injury, he has been practicing this week. Reports are good. At one point, he picked up a 325-pound guy. I guess that's a good sign. I mean, that's what he does for a living, I guess, right? Right. Okay. (laughs) So we feel about that. Jalen Hurts, we saw 
uh, well, two weeks ago against the Giants, kind of, sort of, right? I mean, very limited in what he did. Clearly didn't take any risks. It was not, we believe, the Jalen Hurts we're going to see today. It can't be. It can't be. And we'll get into that, but it, it just simply can't be. Okay. So people are nervous about that more than anything. Those two guys, I had them in reverse order, but certainly Jalen Hurts, number one, uh, and Lane Johnson, number two. Is there also this factor? Hey, stuff happens in the playoffs, man. You know, Jacksonville was up 27 to nothing. Momentum shifts. Playoffs can be quirky. You never know. You think that interests people's mind? Absolutely. I think the entire idea of a one-and-done makes Philadelphia sports fans nervous. I think it just does. Yeah. Um, I've used yeah. this example again, not to go back to it, but that 2011 divisional round game between the Phillies and the Cardinals, oh, um, there was so much anxiety in Citizens Bank Park that night. It was not a raucous celebratory, hey, the Phillies are going to win and move on to the league yeah. championship series. It was, uh-oh, we didn't think we'd be in this position. Yeah. Um, Boy, they, that one that one will always stick with me. The, the, the ending of the, the tragic... Othello ending at the end yep. of the hero on the ground with the torn Achilles. Yeah, and look, I think, I think, Glenn, the natural physical position for a Philadelphia sports fan is a defensive crouch. Like, they don't want to get hurt. <laughs> Head and, buried in hands. Yeah, and I think a game like this plays into that. We haven't seen the Eagles at their best in a long time. The, the memory, such as it is, of the Giants beating the Vikings is fresh in our minds. It just happened, you know, less than a week ago. And so people have recency bias, and they're looking at this and saying, well, the Giants are playing well. Everybody says how well the Giants are playing, even though they were 7-2 and two at one point and are now 10-7-1 and one this season. Yeah. I, I don't know how hot they really are. Okay. But all of that plays into it, too. Okay, great point. So everything that you said I thoroughly agree with. So I am here to tell you, and I, I think I know you agree because we discussed this before the show, Everybody, don't worry. I mean, there's no. this is no guarantee. This is no more to lock. This is no, they can't possibly lose. I would say the Eagles' chances tonight are 85% that they're going to win, and that is a bet I will take any time. The Giants don't have the firepower or the manpower. We can go position by position. The Eagles win almost everywhere. The Eagles ran for 250 yards against the New York Giants last time. Yeah, one or two roster changes. Not a lot. Right. When the game counted, the Eagles beat them 48-22. to 22. Yes. I'm not telling you they're going to win by 26 today. But, Mike, I, I just if we can spend the next three hours alleviating a little fear, I will think that we have done our job. Yeah, and look, the Eagles are the number one seed in the NFC. They've had a 14-3 and three season. If you're a fan of this team, it should be fun. This is supposed to be fun. And they are supposed to win this game. And it's okay to go into, you know, kickoff at 8.15 tonight saying to yourself, if you have rooted for this team for a long time, hey, things are looking pretty good for the team that I root for. And that's okay. Don't don't hold yourself back from enjoying it and enjoying the ride just because you're worried about what might happen. That's no way to live. That's no way to be a sports fan. Do not forget, people. The Eagles had 70 sacks this year. Giants offensive line is not particularly good. Uh, the Eagles had a defense that led the NFL in sacks. Mm-hmm. They gave up the fourth fewest points in the league. The Eagles' record against winning teams, I think you and I may have covered this last week, was the best in the NFL this year. Yep. I, I, hear the, I hear the argument every once in a while, like, well, who did the Eagles beat this year? The Eagles played in the toughest division in football. Three of the teams in their division made the playoffs. I know they split with Dallas and Washington, but overall – 
The e- I mean, yeah, Washington. Washington yes. make the playoffs. They yep. split with Dallas. They beat the Giants twice. The Eagles were 7-1 and one against teams with winning records. They beat those ridiculous Vikings that the Giants beat last week. They beat these teams all year long. Yeah. Glenn, you preacher, me choir. Look, yeah. okay. the uh, the Giants were 7-2, in one, as I said, at one point this season. Since then, they have played the Vikings twice. We have realized now, if we didn't know before, kind of what frauds the Vikings were. Just fired, right? just fired their defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel, um, and rightfully so. They played the Colts, who were an abject disaster by the time the Giants played them. They played Washington twice. They played the Cowboys in Dallas. And they played and lost to the Detroit Lions. That is not exactly Murderer's Row. That is not exactly the NFC East in 1989. Uh, so, look, you can you can be a little concerned about tonight. You absolutely can. But going in thinking that, you know, the, the boulder is going to fall on your head and the Giants are going to come out here and destroy the Eagles or, you know, I, I think... Everybody just kind of needs to to dial it down a little bit. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon, who who doesn't blitz and isn't aggressive and is too passive and all those other things that um, certain people like to accuse him of. You know, the Eagles gave up fewer yards per play this season than any team in the NFL. (laughs) It doesn't always feel that way. but No, it doesn't, but they did. Yeah. The thing about Jonathan Gannon's defense is what I've concluded – even though they had 70 sacks, and there's nothing more fun than to watch a sack, is it can be painful to watch, but it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, this has been talked about all year. He will, in in so that the team does not give up the big play, he will allow, the, so the Eagles don't give up the big play, he will allow the other team to go underneath and kind of move down the field and complete short passes, and you're going crazy, and when is he going to blitz and so on, but in the end, they never they don't score. So yeah, you know, there there have been some occasions this season, I'm thinking of the Saints game, uh, the season opener in Detroit, uh, the game in Indianapolis, where the Eagles have allowed uh, a lesser opponent to go right down the field on the first possession. And I can understand that in terms of a, of people complaining about it, because it's a, a momentum thing, right? You're not getting off to the greatest of starts. But go back and look at those games. Generally speaking, um, the Eagles defense tends to shut those opponents down thereafter. And, you know, the Eagles didn't lose that that game against the Saints late in the season, uh, primarily because of their defense. They lost it because they didn't have anything going on offense. And, you know, we can we don't need to rehash that. But so here's one thing I will say about the Giants. I respect their their coaching staff. I think they have an excellent young coach in Brian Dable. I saw what he did for the young quarterback in Buffalo, and he clearly gave Daniel Jones a second lease on life and earned millions of dollars in his next contract. He's really good. And the Giants, with him as coach, should be a good competitor for years. Wink Martindale is the right coach for their defense. By the way, does the name Wink Martindale mean anything to you before this guy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's game show host, Tic Tac Okay, Dome. you remember that guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an odd man. Big game show guy. Somebody who did, I was talking to somebody the other day who was probably like 38, 40, mm-hmm. who when I made a reference to Wink Martindale, the talk show host, said, what are you talking about? And I thought, oh. Oh, man. Showing that. your age there, Glenn. Well, he's 38. I thought he would have known. Well, I'm I'm an old 47. So oh, there it's, you go. You know, I, I remember you know, Burt Convoy and Wink Martindale and Bob Barker and all the great game show there hosts of old. <laughs> Bob Barker. <laughs> Uh, I think the Eagles will come out flying tonight. Um, I don't think they'll be rusty. We will continue to talk about it, but let's get a caller in. 
a call or two in here, 215-592-9494. Bill and Exton starts us out. What do you think, Bill? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, my, my fear is uh, uh, I know the, game, the December 11th first meeting with the Giants, uh, I, I, would, I would say that was at their best. I think they may have clinched that that week. Um, I look back, and I remember the schedule makers gave the Giants a sandwich against the Commanders. And when I looked at the box score, box score, it seemed like the Giants didn't play possibly everybody the whole game. Um, since then, obviously, they've been on somewhat of a roll, and we've, we've had some injuries. Uh, I don't know if the Eagles have faced maybe the Giants at their best. And I, I think this game will be won in the trenches. Um, you know, the offensive line we know is, is coming back and healthy. But I've seen a couple of guys on the Giants. This uh, Kevon Thibodeau, he, 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 was, uh, he, was called for, he wasn't called for holding last week. He's been double teamed. I don't think the Eagles' offensive line has seen him yet. And then I know, that, I know their secondary's gotten healthy. So my, my fear, if any, is, is, the, uh, is the Giants' defensive line against okay. our strength, our offensive line. Mike, strength on strength. Yeah, look, the Giants' defensive line is going to be better today than it was back then. But, uh, you know, the Eagles have the best offensive line in football. And getting Lane Johnson back, I think psychologically and strategically and physically is nothing but a good thing uh for the eagles uh so does that is that a major concern for me i don't think it really is i think the eagles still have the edge there yeah um i think it's going to take some kooky things happening you know the eagles play carelessly uh fumbles you know things of that nature uh and you can never fully account for those kind of things but just on paper and all the evidence of the 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 entire season suggests the Eagles are the better team and should win this game. And, you know, if you want to look for things to be worried about, of course you can, but I'm, I'm not inclined to do that. I wouldn't start with the offensive line. Right. And Bill, here's the thing. If you, it, it, Lane Johnson comes back today, and we'll see soon enough how well he is holding up. I imagine he's going to gut it through it and be good. And what Lane Johnson gives you is a right tackle who you don't, you, as they say, you put him on an island, you don't have to worry about doubling teaming anybody. The threat on the Giants' defensive line more than anybody is Dexter Lawrence, yes. the nose tackle, and having Lane Johnson out there will allow them to double-team less uh, Dexter Lawrence inside. I, I feel okay about it. Yeah, uh, I'm with well, you. Let's, we'll get one more here. Let's see what Art has to say. Hey, Art. How you doing, fellas? Thanks for taking my call. You bet. You got it, Art. Uh, and I just wanted to say a couple things about both games. Look, this Giants team is a different team. They, the first game, they had injuries. The second game, they played their scrubs. We haven't faced their number one team. Now we're facing it. And I'm not saying the Eagles are going to lose. They're going to win because player for player, we're better. That's it. And we have, you know, uh, you know, Frisco's offensive line is not too shabby either. But our, our strength is really our front four on defense and Ertz. They're, mm-hmm. they're the two keys. We have the best there. As you meant God, as, wait, do you I'm, mean Hertz or Goddard? Because you said Hertz. Well, well, I'm talking about I'm talking about the quarterback. Oh, Hertz. Okay, Hertz, got yeah. it. Uh, Hertz, yeah, our quarterback, and it was, that, that's the strength. But Frisco uh, is going to is going to is going to beat uh, uh, Dallas handily. Handily. Okay. There's huh? no There's no question in my mind because look look what they got. They have. A, well, are you worried so about Frisco have, next week at this point? A little bit. 
Yeah, let's get, let's, we'll get let's, there. We got a show next Saturday. Yeah. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll cross that bridge, you know, when we get there. And we um, fall off. But it. but this is kind of our point, I think, Glenn, right? Like yes. San Francisco is starting the last guy who was picked in the draft this year, Mr. Irrelevant. Okay. And I bet if you polled Eagles fans, nine out of ten of them would say, Oh, the forty ers are gonna kill Dallas and you know, assuming the Eagles beat the Giants, the Eagles are going to have a tough time with the 49ers. Instead of looking at it and saying, hey, the 49ers have a seventh-round pick or sixth-round pick as their rookie as their starting quarterback, you know, maybe he's due to have a lousy game. It's just, it's it shows how people here tend to think. The first two callers, correct me if you see it differently, have been very nervous. Yes. Have found reasons to be worried. Yes. I- Kayvon Thibodeau is going to change <laughs> the world today. The Niners are going to come in here next week and be so, so dangerous. These two things may happen. I am not telling you that none of this is with, with, uh, outside the realm of possibility. But I believe Mike and I share a common message today, Mike. And what is that? Relax. Exactly. 215-592-9494. With Mike Sielski, I'm Glenn Macnow on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The ball is spotted. The kick is blocked. It's blocked. But it's picked up by Zendayas. And it's Ladwell back and running in for a touchdown. The Eagles win. Clyde Simmons, I think, Merle. It's brought down. The miracle of the Meadowlands 10 years later. That's Merrill Reese, of course, with Stan Walters uh, playing the horns. Uh, and... and <laughs> Mike, I was at this game. This is an old school game. It this is. Was one of, this was one of the other miracles at the Meadowlands. I'm going to take you all the way back to 1988. Mm-hmm. Eagles are playing the Giants. It's in overtime. Three minutes into overtime, uh, Eagles pick off a pass, pick off Jeff Hostetler. They get it down to the 13. Buddy Ryan's the coach, calls for Luis Zendejas, future enemy of the people, <laughs> to attempt a field goal, 31-yard field goal. Future it's, bounty victim. Right. 
<laughs> it's blocked by Lawrence Taylor mm-hmm. and bounces right into the hands of Clyde Simmons, who's blocking uh, on the field goal attempt, who picks it up at the 15 and runs it in. And the refs couldn't tell if it was legal because there's a yep. certain rule, like behind the line of scrimmage, in front of the line of scrimmage. And ultimately, they throw up their arms and touchdown. Bill Parcells goes crazy. The Eagles win an Ole and a, but a goody, and and I was there for that one when I was with the Philadelphia Inquirer, and it was, you know, it was great. You know, Glenn, I, just hearing that clip, I got the strongest sensory memory. I can remember exactly where I was when that game took place. I was 13 years old. I was sick. I was lying on the couch at at home, and I remember watching that game with my mom and dad, and just. It's it's amazing how hearing a clip like that can bring back. It's like I'm there again. It's like I'm back, you know, in my parents' house, yeah. you know, watching Randall Cunningham and uh, Reggie White and those teams from the late '80s and early '90s. It's it's amazing what a uh, you know what a what a sound bite like that can do. The memories of sports can really take you there and take you to where you were and you know, put you back on that couch and so on. Uh, in a minute, we're going to get to a column that you uh, wrote earlier this week about what's at stake for Nick Sirianni. But let's get a call or two first. Okay. Let's, talk to, let's talk to Mike, who's got some confidence in Jalen Hurts. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Let's go, baby. E-A-G-L-E-S. Let's go, baby. The plank is going to be electrified. Electrified. Who are the members of that choir there? That's my two kids, Lily and Seamus. Nicely done by them. Well done. Well done. We we got a good little uh, we practiced. <laughs> well, they got it down. You did the tough part, but they got it down, man. Yeah. They got it down. So, Mike, you're confident just because Hertz will be back and closer to 100. percent Yes, I am 100 percent confident that Jalen Hertz is going to throw the team on his back. We're going to rush all over that defense. Miles Sanders, AJ Brown. I'm 100 percent confident. I have no worries about the game tonight. All right. So, my last question is: How late do these? How old are these little guys? Uh. Eight and four. All right. How late do they get to stay up? We're going to try halftime, see how they act. they got to be good, though. There you go. Good <laughs> luck with that. You might have to ply them with some candy and chocolate and yeah. soda to get them to the finish line there. That's the, that's the technique. Absolutely. you, you got kids of your own. You know how that Darn works. right. Darn right. Just pour the dry Kool-Aid packet right into their mouth so yeah. that they... You know, it's oh. like it's like cocaine, I'm telling you. I remember those days when my kids were young. Oh, man, they could go nuts. Ryan in Berlin. Hello, Ryan. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm sure. excited. I'm ready for this game. I feel like it wouldn't be the Eagles if it wasn't a little bit of doubt. So I love the uh, underdog, you know, with the, everybody being with the injuries. Now we're all back. And if you remember, before the injuries, we were blowing teams out. You look at Chicago, you look at the Titans, and then you look at the games that we have with the Giants. I'm more than confident if Jalen comes out there and he plays like that, then we're in good shape. Yeah, you know, Ryan, I think it's interesting. Look, the Giants are getting some key players back. Uh, There's no doubt about that. But, again, look at the totality of their season. It's not like they were the 86 Giants with Lawrence Taylor and, you know, Leonard Marshall and an incredible defense um, before all those guys got hurt. They're they're statistically a pretty mediocre team, Um, and they did absolutely nothing that first time around to slow the Eagles down at all. Now, I know, again, they were shorthanded in that game, but it wasn't as if they put up much of a fight. It's all going to go down with Hurts. That's the only thing I'm just waiting to see on the, you know, the opening drive when they have the ball. Uh, so let me, let me ask you this, because I'm glad you brought this up. And I think Mike feels the same way. In, somewhere in the first three or four plays, I want to see Jalen Hurts take off. I want him to do an RPO. He keeps the ball. He runs. 
8, 10, 15 yards, slides, the place will go berserk because we will know all as well. Do you agree? I totally agree. I mean, I get the last game. He had, he had to play that game. But we have to, if we see that, we know Hurts is back, and I feel like that's it. We know this season he's our MPV player, and uh, everything is drawn off of that, and I'm, I'm excited, and I'm, I'm ready. Go Birds. You got it. You, go Birds. Right. Good stuff. Thanks, Ryan. There you go. Yeah, Glenn, I do agree with you. I think both emotionally for everybody at the link and the whole idea of home field advantage and getting people excited, and I think strategically, you know, planting the seed in the Giants' minds that, hey, we are getting – if not a Jalen Hurts that's at 100% total health and great health, at least one who can do all the things that the Eagles generally ask him to do. And I think it's vital for them to show early on, hey, if if we need Jalen to run the ball, he can run the ball, and you better be ready for that, and that would open everything else up for the Eagles' offense. Right, and if he does that a couple times, then the Giants have to play it, and then other right. things open up, and he doesn't have to do it. All right, you uh, you had a column uh, earlier this week that I understand, um, but <laughs> in a certain way it plays into the, yeah. oh, my God, bad things can happen. Yes. I, I, let me read a line from it, and then I'll take it. I'm going to do a dramatic reading oh of boy. Mike Sealski. All okay. Right? All right, I'm a professional actor, you know. Well, this is true. Yeah, I feel like a playwright who's uh, getting his work interpreted by, uh, you know, Marlon Brando. Olivia. Yeah. yeah. There are certain games that an Eagles head coach cannot afford to lose, and Nick Sirianni faces one of those Saturday. There are certain games that change the perception of an Eagles head coach in Philadelphia, and for Sirianni, this divisional round game against the Giants is exactly that kind of game. Mike, what the heck are you talking about? Here's what I'm talking about, and I think there's a difference, Glenn, between um, being optimistic uh, or realistic, however you want to look at it, about the Eagles' chances against the Giants tonight, and accurately presenting what will happen if the Eagles manage to lose this game. And I think if they manage to lose this game, people are going to look at Nick Sirianni and say, okay, uh, your grace period is over. It's great that you got the team to the playoffs your first year when nobody expected them to go to the playoffs and Jalen Hurts wasn't the quarterback that he is now. Uh, and it's wonderful that they went 14-3, and but you lost a game that the team was supposed to win. And when that happens, people's patience around here gets very short. We saw it with Andy Reid after the Eagles lost the NFC Championship game to Tampa Bay. They were a team on the rise right up until that moment. That was a game they were supposed to win, and they didn't, and everything changed for Andy in that moment around here. I think the same thing happened with Chip Kelly. The Eagles were 9-3 and in 2014, rolling to a division championship. They lose to Seattle, which is one thing because Seattle was really good. They lose to the Cowboys at home, and all of a sudden, the viewpoint on Chip changed. And I think... The same dynamic is at play here for Nick. If they lose this game, the the guy who suddenly is the everyman, who's really enthusiastic, who's young and fresh and is just himself, becomes a guy who, okay, now you got to win. Now your annex are starting to get on our nerves. Uh, you know, you should have won that playoff game and you didn't, and the clock's ticking. <clears throat> so to put it in more concrete terms, if he loses tonight, and I understand you're not saying he is, but you're just looking at the, mm -hmm. the potentiality of it, then the guy who, <laughs> excuse me, the quirky guy who orders mediocre chain pizza. <laughs> yes. Why is he ordering lousy pizza, that idiot, until, instead of like, oh, look at the goofball, they're all hanging around eating mm -hmm. cheap pizza. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think all the things that become in, that are endearing about him now to a lot of people become points of 
annoyance to a lot of people because he's not delivering on what he's supposed to deliver on. Yeah, I have a friend who got divorced who I won't reveal his name or the details, but I just remember that all of the things about his wife that he found endearing and quirky and fun when she was his future <laughs> wife, he found entirely annoying when he started living with Funny her. Funny how that works out that so way. I, 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 think that, I think that might be what you're talking about. Yes. So, okay, I got it. Eric in Marlton. What are you thinking tonight, Eric? Well, let, let me let me say this. First of all, this is my favorite sports show, period, on radio or TV, so I want to send that love to you guys. You're first. very kind. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay, so I'm, uh, I'm, I live in South Jersey now, six years. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm unfortunately a Jet fan. I didn't call to talk about that. I speak to a therapist about that every week. <laughs> so I, I didn't, that's, not, that's not what it's about. But I, I, I watched every Eagles game the last two seasons. And, you know, I think this team right now is really good. I think they're the best team in football, and that includes the Bills and the Chiefs. The Giants, you know, you guys talked about Minnesota being frauds. I agree, a thousand percent. The Giants are also frauds, maybe not to the, just a tiny bit better at disguising their fraudness, if that's the word. Um, so the Giants are not a good team. They're just not. The NFC, the NFC wasn't great this year um, outside of a couple of teams, obviously the Eagles. I think the Eagles not only win this game, I think they like beat them down. I, I think it's a three-touchdown game. I think you're going to see 200 yards on the ground um, with um, – with Jalen having close to 100 himself. And as far as everybody about the 49ers, the 49ers are a really good team. We know the defense, but they're not in the Eagles class. Either are the Cowboys. If I'm the Eagles, I don't fear playing either one of those teams. Now, I think the Eagles are the best team in football, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. You know, will the Chiefs or the Bills or the Bengals be tougher than anybody in the NFC they'll face? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, 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 and this is coming from... Uh, I'm not an Eagles fan. Uh, you're a New York um, guy. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, this, is, this is coming from, an, unfortunately, a Jeff fan. Well, see, Eric, thank you for the call. And that's that's the only thing that worries me about Eric's take on this is that as a Jets fan, I don't know that he knows what good football looks like. <laughs> so how would he know that the Eagles are the best team in the NFL? Sorry, Eric. By the way, uh, and here's the thing with the Giants. And listen, they did win last week. They beat Minnesota. I don't want to take that away from them. They went on the road and they won a game. The NFL added the seventh seed two years ago right yeah last year was the first time they had it last year was i thought the year before no 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 no. the colts and the bears the year before okay so last year the eagles got rubbed out by tampa bay we know that and the chiefs beat pittsburgh i'm looking here 42 to 21 Mm -hmm. this year you had the seahawks against san francisco it was close at the half san francisco ends up winning by 18 Mm -hmm. and the dolphins at the bills and the dolphins gave them a good run but ultimately lost that game the seventh seed is – how do I want to say this without sounding like an idiot? Way down the list of good teams in the in the conference. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're you you're talking right? a middle-of-the-pack team in the conference. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They won nine games during the regular season. That's all they are. Yeah. Hey, coming up at 11 o'clock, what a treat for the people. Palliers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> from the um, – Newark Star, Star Ledger. Ledger. Yep. yep. Steve Politti. Who, um, when we're going to get his take on the Giants, but he also wrote a column this week, and and we've all been part of these things. Mm -hmm. 76 reasons to hate Philadelphia. (laughs) Not sure we'll have him read all 76 before we start throwing stuff at him, but we'll have him go through through a couple of them. It it might take the entire show. I'm, I'm surprised he only came up with 76. Yeah, which would be kind of fun. At noon, we'll talk to Zach Berman of The Athletic at his take on the night. But we want to talk to you, 215 
592-9494. With Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn Mack now. Hey, if the cold weather has you thinking it's finally time to replace those drafty windows and doors, there's no better time to make your home more energy efficient while taking advantage of Guida's big window sales event than right now. The great people at Guida Door and Window are extending the big winter sale through January, offering 40% off every window and door you buy. You receive 40% off each expertly installed, energy-efficient replacement window. Also includes free, high-performance, low-E glass. And look, if you're in need of a new door, you get 40% off any door, including insulated entry doors, sliding patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. Take advantage of Guida's interest-free financing or low monthly payment plans to get your project started with no money out of pocket. Offer so limited time only. Got to act quickly. If your home needs new windows or doors, call the experts at Guida today. Schedule a free in-home estimate. Detmer just re-signed, puts it up, and Akers drills it. The Eagles have defeated the Giants. Jeff Garcia, David Akers, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Their run continues. They've won six straight now, and they just defeated their division rival, the New York Giants. The last play of the game off the left foot of David Akers. 38-yard field goal, good. And a three-point win for Philly. They are off to New Orleans next week. January 7th, 2007. What do you remember about that one, Mike Sielski? I remember covering that game and then heading to New Orleans, as Joe Buck said, the following week uh, to watch the Eagles lose to the Saints uh, in a game they could have won to get yeah, to the NFC Championship I'll game. the pass at the end. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the, the um, false start call. Was it Matt Schabel, yeah. Schabel I think? Maybe. Was the one who caught it. I forget the name of the guard who uh, committed the penalty that wiped out a fourth down conversion. Yeah. Might have led to a game tying field goal. Yes, yes, then Andy punted. Yes. Yeah. By the way, just to correct, I was right. They This is the third year of the seventh oh, season okay. of the playoffs. My bad. Two, that's all right. Two years ago, it was Indianapolis losing to Buffalo and New Orleans. Uh, yeah, New Orleans beat the Bears 21 to 9. So this is the third year. And the seven seed, listen, the, the Giants beat Minnesota. It's the first time a seven seed won. Well, no, the Giants but, were the six seed. We got that wrong. Well, the Giants were the six seed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was one for two. Yeah. Seattle was the seven seed, and they lost to Oh, San that's Francisco. right. And they got crushed. Yeah. When I mentioned them. All right. Well, there you go. You know what? Let me go to the phone so that I stop saying stupid things. <laughs> Although that's not necessarily going to do that. Uh, Kenny in Downingtown. Hey. hey, Kenny. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing great, right, Kenny. Take him a call. Sure. So I, I got to say, here's what I'm hanging my hat on. And you tell me what your thoughts are. I most of Philly, of course, typically pessimistic. But what I'm hanging my hat on is this team is absolutely ready to roll. We got one team that's just happy to be here, and we got another team that was expected to be here. And I'm talking from the top bottom. I mean, heck, what was the Giants' off-season moves? They gave us their best corner, you know. So here they are feeling like Cinderella. And at the end of the day, when it comes to this game, we know the Giants are probably going to be able to give us one momentum shift. I don't know when that will be. It may be at the start of the game, later in the first half, early in the second, whatever yeah, that is. But... Eagles haven't had a turnover in a while, need that. I, I yeah. hear what you're saying, and I hope it's correct, and I certainly am not going to argue your premise. I was with uh, Ray Dinger the other night, and we did a, a Q&A up at uh, uh, Puddler's Kitchen and Tap. Hey, up in... Glenn, remind yeah. me again, who who is Ray Dinger? My former partner. Oh, yeah, him. Right. Gotcha. Anyway, um, 
He said that he senses, and again, this is not to scare anybody, that the Giants are embracing the underdog role much as the Eagles did five years ago. Doesn't mean they're going to win today, but they don't know it's a show. They think it's a damn fight. Oh, oh boy. No doubt. So well, five years ago, we were the number one seed, and everybody was doubting on us because of a backup quarterback. So I think Jalen Hurts and the crew is ready to rock and roll. Well, Kenny, thanks for the call. And I think, again, this Glenn, this comes back to what we were talking about uh, at the top of the show, which is the position of having a Philadelphia team as a favorite and a clear-cut favorite is one that I think a number of fans uh, struggle to embrace. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. You know, and so it's hard you finding somebody like Kenny who is looking at this and saying, "Look, the Eagles should win the game." Um, it's it's harder to find those kind of people. I think um, I thought Eric, who called early in the show, uh, being a Brooklyn native, you know, I thought his his perspective was interesting. He's certainly a much more kind of neutral party to all of this. He doesn't come with all the emotional historical baggage of being a Philadelphia sports fan and so he looks in and just says hey I've watched your team all year the last two years they're really good they should win you know I'm from Brooklyn Thanks. all of this said um and however people may be feeling deep down inside the energy tonight at that place mm-hmm. at kickoff is going to be fantastic yeah and the home field three-point advantage is going to be it's going to be more than three points it's yes. going to be a great crowd tonight. The weather's going to be fine. It's going to be about 35 to 40 degrees. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, but be fine tonight. Uh, people are going to get there early. I, You know, everybody is like, well, they're all going to be drunk out of their mind. They're really not. I <laughs> no, do those pregame no. shows. I do them all the time. You get a couple people who straggle in, who don't understand they're there to watch a football game. But most people, you know, they may have a, a drink or two, but they – that crowd will be ready and fired up and terrific. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll be a great atmosphere. And also, I think I'm actually looking forward to getting to the stadium relatively early. I want to watch the Jacksonville-Kansas City game at 4.30. I mean, it's Doug against Andy and Mahomes against Lawrence. That's a great matchup. I would love to see Doug pull it out. I I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I think Andy's going to run it up as much as he needs to and then you know, decide, ah, I don't need to embarrass Doug. You know, I, I love the whole, like, teacher versus student narrative, though. I just love that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and Jacksonville's a really, it's a fun team to root for right Yeah, now. yeah, absolutely. John in Pittsburgh, on the other side of the state. What's happened, John? Yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm a Philly transport over here. And uh, so I'm calling to uh, alleviate the worries of Eagle fans who are who are worried because of that Eagles last showing against the Giants. Okay. And uh I'm going to so it, when I thought about that game I thought about an experience that I had a sports experience that I think parallels a little bit. So real quick uh in high school wrestling some high schools have a thing called a wrestle off mm-hmm. before every match and yep. what that means is the uh the reigning starter, which I was mm-hmm. for my high school team, uh, is uh, he could be challenged he, by the, the other kids in the weight class. Yeah, 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 yeah. The day before the match, the coach says, "All right, anybody want to wrestle mm-hmm. against John?" And every week, 
this guy named Bob would say, I do. <laughs> and all year I would beat this kid, mercy, mercy, you know, really beat him bad. I mean, there was no contest. He's an yeah. underclass. Yeah, but then at the end and, he, uh, uh, he took you down? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the encouragement for Eagles. Uh, so I would roll my eyes, say, I got to wrestle this kid. And, you know, I would almost go through the motions because I knew I could just turn it up. John, and, you got to get to the end of the story because we got to move. All right, all right. So, my so the is, end comes. It's the playoffs. It's the districts. It's the regionals. Right, and? The, all right. The point is, the point is, uh, the, so the Eagles played the Giants, you know, a couple weeks ago. They're like, uh, we're going to win this. I mean, you know, it wasn't. Got anyway, it. We, we, right. we, we got to run. We, John, think, we got to go. We got the point of your, of your bad story, but we appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, John. His glory but, days didn't yeah, exactly no, play but I, I, I don't mean to be rude to the guy. But I think I, his point was. I see 40,000 listeners rolling their eyes. Yeah, I think his point was that the Giants are the kid who kept challenging him yeah, yeah. week after week. And the kid never beat him, which right. is good because the storybook ending, of course, is the kid beats him and goes on to states. So we'll yeah. leave that out. Yeah. All right, let's take one call before we go. Already in the park. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sharp pal. Sean, yeah. Sean, how did you get in this early? I'm not in. I'm sitting outside on Patterson Avenue. Walk. I'm just outside the K-Lot, the link light. I mean, the lot doesn't open until 3.30, but I got here about quarter of eight, or quarter of nine, rather. Sean Young does not sleep. Are he there, waits. Not well. Not well. <laughs> are, there, are there any cars in front of you? Uh, there are not. I right now I am currently uh, doing the sequel of uh, Will Smith with I Am Legend. <laughs> <laughs> so when that gate finally opens, and listen, I will say this: you're good to get there early because there is nothing slower in this city than the people who take the tickets at the Eagles parking lot. Oh it's, goodness! It's, oh. It is an unbelievably slow process. So good for you. You'll get in first, and I imagine you're feeling pretty good. I, I really am, to be honest with you. Look, I know the division games are always tough no matter what, and obviously play, um, you know, the playoffs, they get to amped up even more. And I, I understand that this is, you know, most people think that this is going to be a nail-biter. I don't think it's going to be a nail-biter. I think we're going to win fairly handily. It might be a little bit of a, a you know, nip and tuck for a little bit, but I think all in all, when it comes down to it, I think we'll open it up. And, and, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if they do open it up early on them. I just it, look. We're a number one seed. We're not getting the respect as a number one seed. I know we're 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 favored today as opposed to seventeen where we were underdog twice, but we're not getting the respect as a number one seed. I was looking at the NFL Network and they have the rankings of all the playoff teams left, and we're like fifth out of eight. I mean, that's not that eight. Just, wait, a second, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Kansas City, Buffalo. Okay, I mean that, that's mm -hmm. you know that's fine. Well, they got San Francisco ahead of the Eagles and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati? Wow. Yes, and then they have Dallas right behind us, the Giants, I think, behind Dallas, and then I think Jacksonville last. Uh, I'm certainly so glad it's just at like, least they put the, it, put the Cowboys it, behind us. Yeah. Well, yeah, but favors. it's just like that's the thing. We're still a number one seed, but we're ranked fifth overall, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, we're a favorite today, but we're not getting the respect and stuff, and that's fine. Look, we can sit there and give all the billboard you know, material that we want as fan base and stuff. The locker room knows this, too. They know that they're not getting the respect that they deserve, but they're not chirping. And they, believe me, they will chirp on the field when it comes down to it. They'll be out there to play, and they're going to show people that they deserve this number one seed. We're in the city of Philly, you know, the city of brotherly love for a reason. We wanted this one seed. It took a little bit longer to get here, but we're here now, and we're not giving it up. And we have a second chip to chase. There you go. Thanks, Sean, for the Sean, call. Sean, always a pleasure. Always great to hear from you, man. We'll Thanks. see you down there. We'll see you at the pregame.
you got it. So uh, he will, of course, be at the at the pregame. Oh, yeah. ready to go. I, I ran into him at the Philly airport last week. I was flying back from a, a reporting trip and walking through the terminals, and there was Sean. Was he in a jersey? He was not. He was not. I almost didn't recognize him because he was dressed as a civilian. <laughs> By the way, I mentioned the pregame uh, tonight. The pregame, and we got the the whole gang. Ike is going to be there, and Elliot and. Ross Tucker will be there for the first hour. Rube, the whole, everybody's going to be there. We're checking with Merrill um, at 7 o'clock. How's this for an alumni lineup? Brent Selleck, Malcolm Jenkins, Tory Smith, and Brandon Brooks. Oh, my gosh. And I promise you, at 7.14, I will implore successfully those four gentlemen to get up and lead the crowd in an uh, Eagles chant. You, you know, Glenn, just you listing those names, um, it makes me think of what how much fun it was to cover that 2017 team. Yeah. Not just because they went on and won the Super Bowl, but because of how mature and smart so many guys in that locker room were. Well, that that's a good list right there. You know, those four guys, and those four guys are right at the top of the list. Yeah, no question about it. 215-592-9494. Coming up, we talk to Mike Sielski's absolute best friend on this <laughs> earth, Steve Politi, columnist for the Star Legend. And I agree with him all the time on 76 everything. 76 reasons he hates Philadelphia. 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.